0: party. Hey, welcome, Wendy.
1: Hey, hi, Robert. How you doing today? You this, had a long drive. I was
0: just going to say, it seems like I haven't seen you all day. You haven't. <laughs> hey, I went up to Fond du Lac and, and took a look at what's going on up there via Line 3. Mm-hmm. And very, very uh, disappointing.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: You know, uh, running across uh, Sacred Land up there. Um mm-hmm. uh, Got a little tour up there to see what's going on. Took some pictures. Um, very disturbing. And I, I guess I just want to bring it up and it was good to do and uh, just talk about, um, you know, very disappointing things. Like this is supposed to the big the big push, the big commercials always were jobs, jobs, jobs mm-hmm. in Minnesota. Yep. And all I saw were big trucks. um With foreign license plates, meaning Mm -hmm. out of state.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, Nancy went live uh, last night on Facebook and she was at a hotel that was very close to uh, where the pipeline is being built. That She just stopped in to get gas. And, Mm -hmm. um, of course, she perused through the the parking lot of the hotel where all the men who are staying, who are building this pipeline, are are staying. Um, And they were all out of state uh, license plates, not one Minnesota plate yeah so it was really yeah i i don't I don't get it you know, I just found an article here and it's from November first, but it's from uh the Duluth uh, Duluth newspaper uh it was written by Roy Troudsdale from Duluth and um I find this question that he's asking very um important why hasn't any journalist questioned governor tim Tim walls as to why his position on the enbridge Line three pipeline flip flopped since he was elected, uh, so has anybody done an article um, and gotten an update on why he has flip flopped on his on his decision because if you remember early on uh, he was against the pipeline
0: yeah, and he has <laughs> uh flip flopped many times and we i mm-hmm. think when the, when he was running for governor, we were all kind of worried, and then he got Peggy as uh, you know mm-hmm. or at the same time that he uh, mentioned that he was going to be governor, he always um, had Peggy. They did it at the uh, at the Native American Center in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. announced it. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're finding with a lot of capacity, Native Americans are getting involved uh, with the election. We just know that from the last one. And um, he lied to him. Yeah. He went up there and lied to him, too. And so... You know, I'm not talking about uh, a revolution or anything. We just want to get the, the, li- the Line 3 information out as well as we can mm-hmm. um, because there is so much misinformation.
1: There's a lot of misinformation, as we have learned over the years. So, All Right,
0: just on uh, medias. But mm-hmm. they, they are very powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, how long do you think fossil fuels is going to be around? You know, 10 years? And they're no. digging up, uh, mother no. earth there with leaky pipes and they're never going to come back and take them out. I know. And they're talking about a replacement, which really isn't a replacement. They're putting another one in mm-hmm. there instead mm-hmm. and no talk. And when these pipelines do leak. Uh, Who's supposed to clean them up?
1: And the thing is, is when they do do leak, it's devastating. It's not just a small leak. It causes devastating damage that lasts for years and years, even though they say they do clean it up. But... (laughs)
0: Yeah. Right. You know, and so it was a good trip up there to okay. see. I, last Friday, I went up uh, to see Winona's camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, pretty disheartening, too, because yes. of the way they were sawing down all the mm-hmm. trees and everything. And um, yeah, and, and heading that. right towards the Mississippi one. I know. Sorry.
1: No, I, uh, what I was going to say is that I loved what uh, Mary Kunish had to say on Saturday's show uh, because she was up there. And she just said that it's just such beautiful land up there. When you go up there, you're just expecting to hear uh, the forests and the trees and the birds and, you know, nature. And what she heard was the humming and the roaring um, of these uh, machines uh, that have big claws that just, you know, take these uh, trees out of the ground like they're toothpicks yeah you know like they're just nothing and then throwing the trees to the side and how many um how much uh the environment is being disturbed by this and and wildlife how much yeah. wildlife is being uh disturbed do you know i'm the the animal person here so I um you and, know and
0: the forest is alive too
1: absolutely so Absolutely.
0: with our with our uh trees and um mm-hmm. uh, and sacred plants up there, Wendy. Absolutely,
1: I know. It's just, it's just, I, when I saw the video, and I know that, you know, you were up there and you took such awesome pictures, um, but really, I, I wanted to just cry looking at the devastation that this pipeline is causing.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. So go ahead, Wendy. But
1: I I'm just, just want to say to people, um, I've called Governor Walls again um, and again very politely very nicely asking him to please change his mind please relook at the science please look at the data um, and um, maybe he can f- flip flop again i don't i don't know
0: i don't know either mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a court case that's up but mm-hmm. what bothers me is that there's a court case going to be is coming up mm-hmm. um, but they're digging
1: yeah, they so haven't digging. stopped no they haven't, they haven't stopped. stopped
0: so no. they keep digging so you know, I, I do, you don't happen to have, because you seem to prep for the show a little better than I do, but uh, you don't happen to have Governor Walz's phone number, do you?
1: Um, I do. Let me, actually, it's like in my thing here, but I can get that. Can
0: you cozy? Oh, no, that's our. <laughs>
1: it's in my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's our, um, hey. That's our calendar thing. You know, uh, while you're looking for that, I... I
1: Here we go. I okay. have it right in my phone because I call them all the time. It's uh, 651-201-3400. So an easy number to remember. And I should know this number by heart because I call it all the time. Uh, so again, 651-201-3400. And you could reach uh, Governor Tim Walls and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan at that same number.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just call them awesome.
1: and leave them a message.
0: Yeah, good call. I seem a little down, so we should probably pep this show up a little bit here. Pep um, it up. hey, and I appreciate uh what you do and and you uh, doing some uh research before the show. That's awesome. But what I want to do now is I want to grab Terry, Terry Lamb and mm-hmm. uh he can really really give us some information about pipelines. Mm. And we don't know much about about pipelines and Terry uh Terry are, are you there? I'm here. Right on. Can you introduce yourself, Terry? You're Terry Lamb, and then what's your experience with pipelines? And welcome to Pilot's Progressive Party.
2: Well, thank you. Um, I guess I can just give you my background. Um, Some people know, but not a lot, probably not most of them, that I was a pipeliner for almost five years back in the late 70s into the mid-80s. And i work I was on a traveling crew where we were I was anywhere from the Canadian border down to the Mexican border, like I tell people any place west of the Mississippi that there was oil. I was there and where you were talking uh about uh, oil spills, I can uh give you some insight on that. My first job in the oil fields was a uh, oil spill in the North Platte River, just north of Douglas, Wyoming. And we worked on that for weeks to clean that up. And, of course, that was back in the 80s where they have so-called better technology now. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, you could probably go back there and look, and nothing still grows on the banks of that river. And there's places like in Wyoming especially that their stuff is not going to grow for hundreds of years because of spills of pipelines breaking. mm Mm-hmm. 'cause i worked I worked on spills you know where lines broke and things like that that um it's just n- nothing's gonna grow because the, you can once some things break, you are not going to clean all of that oil out of the earth no matter what you do or no matter what they say it's I don't care what the technology is today, you're not gonna get it all out of the ground
0: mm. so it's, so it's Terry, gonna, go, I'm sorry go ahead
2: I, it's just not gonna happen it's not feasible.
0: So, Terry, I know, like, up by Winona, where Winona is, and uh, and she has, uh, was it Paradise, up there? All those pipes have been out there for around seven years, and they keep on flipping them over and painting them over again. That's got to make these pipes less uh, workable when they've been out in the elements like that for seven, six, seven years.
2: Oh, yeah, it'll degrade in the sunlight. That stuff is not meant to sit in the sunlight like that. Yeah, that's it'll exactly. it'll start cracking.
0: So that's kind of what happened in Standing Rock, wasn't it? Where we've had a lot of uh, uh, pipelines leaking, and those pipes uh, were waiting around in Standing Rock too before they finally gave the okay to to uh, put those in the ground. And now we have uh, leaky pipes in the Standing Rock uh, pipeline, the No Dapple.
2: Exactly. And a lot of times them things will leak. They don't, very rarely do they leak on the welds because people, a lot of people, I don't know if they know or not, but they x-ray, they sign, when they sign their contracts to put them pipelines in, it states right in the contracts, how much of them welds have to be x-rayed. It could be anywhere from 10% up to a hundred percent and them x-rays have to be perfect. And if they're not, they have to cut the weld out and replace it. Them things will usually leak somewhere way away from the weld because maybe there was a rock somehow got into that into the ditch before they when they buried the pipe. And it got up against that pipe and that pipe will move because of that oil moving and the, you know and just the cold and heat and everything over the course of the year, it moves a little bit and just a tiny little rock. We'll create a spot on that and take the coating off it and everything and eventually make a weak spot, and it will break. Guaranteed, it will break. And that's where you're going to get your leak. And that oil is not always going to come up right where that leak is. That oil may show up on the surface a mile away. It may travel down that pipe and pop up, like I said, a mile away.
1: Uh, Wow, that's unbelievable. Could you explain a little bit more about the wells? I don't understand the wells,
2: um, well, for one thing, the welds, they don't just do one pass with the welder on them. Uh, there can be up to maybe, well, say, even five, six passes of the welds on each one of them joints of pipe, depending on okay. the thickness of pipe. Okay.
1: I thought you were saying welds, not welds.
0: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's just my No, no, no. That's no, okay. thought Wendy had, I had the accent. accent, I guess. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you. Yeah. The weld where the weld is. Wow! Oh my gosh! So
0: that's that's jump back into this, Terry. Uh, We got to take a quick uh, commercial break, but I got a couple of questions. Uh, I'm in a union, and I want I have a couple questions for you uh, about union and union jobs. So if you can hold on, we'll be right back. This is Pilot's Progressive Party on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. I'm here with Wendy Pilot. Welcome back to Pilots Progressive Party. Hey, welcome back. Mm -hmm. Wow, we have uh, Terry Lamb on here, and he's really schooling us on a lot of uh, really interesting information about pipelines. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what our theme's been since uh, Governor Walls gave the okay to uh, start uh line three up in minnesota which is really really disappointed us but terry welcome back and uh wow we're really mesmerized with your information here Uh, welcome back terry
2: all right well glad to be
0: cool 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 just making sure you're there sorry uh so i I have a quick question i'm a union person um and we talk about union jobs and and one of the things that i've noticed just my short um tri- uh trips up north where these pipelines are being um put in is that i don't see very many minnesota license plates what's your what's your thoughts about that and what what is the normal regime of a pipe fitter
2: well the thing is um you know they keep saying with line 3 that it's going to be all these you know local jobs and everything you're not going to see very few Minnesota plates working on line three. And it's a very simple reason because, yes, this is all going to be a union job. It's going to be union laborers. You know, it's going to be union pipe fitters, all that. But people don't seem to understand the, the local pipeliners union, their local office is out of the Dakotas. That Mm -hmm. encompasses all of both Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. That local, like I say, encompasses that whole area. Well, okay, think of it this way. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa is not oil country. There's Mm -hmm. not any pipeliners living here. And if there is a few pipeliners living here, there's no local work for them. They go outside of this area to work. They go into the Dakotas, they may go to Oklahoma, they may go to Texas or whatever. Well, when they go to Oklahoma and Texas to work, they have to work out of one of the locals down there. So they transfer their card down to a local down there to, in order to work because they cannot work with their local card from here up there. So when they have work up here, all they're doing is taking these guys from Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, all these other various um states with massive uh, oil reserves, them guys are coming up here transferring their union card out of their local into the local up here, and they're working on our pipelines, like line three, like DAPL. The very same guys that worked on DAPL are working on line three. I was told that two years ago by the president of the local up here that it was going to be the same guys that worked on DAPL are going to work on line three and it was going to be the same company.
0: Wow. wow. They had
2: already, they had already made a verbal agreement with Enbridge.
0: Yeah, that's, that's stunning. Uh, you know, and again, I was up there and you kind of mentioned the States that I saw these big white trucks, uh, or different color trucks, but th- these big trucks with different license plates on and, uh, can you explain to me um, the stickers on the on the helmets? Because I was up there today in Fond du Lac, and and um, there was a, a warrior up there that was calling them out because they have to have a certain sticker on their helmet that they have gone through training with missing and murdered Indigenous women, and a lot of people didn't. And then the police came, and it was it got really ugly, and the police didn't really understand. But what, what do those stickers mean on on their helmets?
2: Um, it all depends upon which ones they were. A lot of times it could be just the companies they worked for, mm-hmm. or it could be ones that, yeah, they go through these token trainings just to, just to satisfy the contracts that state they have to have certain trainings for like, say safety trainings, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, chemical trainings, that type of thing. And they give them these token little stickers and stuff and they stick them on their hard hats.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's
2: basically what that is.
0: Yeah. It's really, you know, I think a, a lot of things, I, I think we really need to really voice this out and get this out because I'm really, really concerned, not only, um, with these workers from all over, but for, for these workers coming into our community, um, what, what's your, you know, we talk a lot about the murdered missing indigenous women on our shows and what is your feeling about, about that uh, or your knowledge about that?
2: Well, for one thing, like I've said, you know, people need to understand, like, when these guys, especially in Minnesota, I would be very surprised if Enbridge has an actual man camp in northern Minnesota because people mm-hmm. are kind of misunderstanding what a real man camp actually is. Mm-hmm. When I was in the oil fields, I did work in man camps. Man camps sometimes can be up to thousands of guys in man camps at one time because people got to remember, Minnesota, especially northern Minnesota, we have all these thousands of like resorts and things like that that these guys will be staying in because these companies, what they will do is they pay them what's called sub pay. It's short for subsistence pay. They pay them so much each day. It could be up to maybe even $100 a day besides their regular wage, for them mm-hmm. to live off of. And they'll use that to pay, like, in the wintertime especially, they'll just live in, like, say, the casinos, um, the hotels, the resorts and that. And in the summertime, a lot of them will have, like, uh, campers, fifth-wheel trailers and that. They'll just live in the campgrounds mm-hmm. and, like I say, and just live off their, their sub-pay mm-hmm. and won't hardly even pay, use their paychecks. Wow. And they have so much money to throw around that they're willing to throw to throw it around at the young women that type of thing,
0: yeah, when did you have a question you're shaking your head? No,
1: over. I don't have a question no, I'm just listening i I'm, yeah. I'm really interested in everything that you have to say about this with your um you know your experience so
0: yeah, somebody just uh, posted on Facebook, if, uh, if you can wreck one of these pipelines with just a little rock, why are we putting these in? Mm-hmm. And um, that's the million-dollar question. Terry, what's your feeling? And I know I grew up with, uh, uh, with oil products and everything's plastic now. And uh, what's your feeling about uh, how long are we going to be dealing with oil?
2: Well, I think of it this way, and this is one reason me and my wife amongst many other reasons, went to Standing Rock because I honestly believe I'm 63 years old. I may not see the end of it, but our kids are going to see the end of the fossil fuel age. There's so much other technology out there like wind technology, you know, the solar energy, other things out there that the end of the fossil fuel age is coming. And we know how bad fossil fuel is for the environment for you know everything out there we know what it does to us why are we continuing to do this stuff we don't need to be just pouring our lives and billions of dollars and everything into it the way we've been doing it's foolish it's destroying everything it's just foolish Mm -hmm. and i just feel especially with the insight i have of the years i worked in the fossil fuel industry and seeing how it destroyed, like I was saying earlier, there's parts of Wyoming and other states in the West that if I took you out there, Robert, and you seen it, you wouldn't believe it unless you actually seen it yourself, that it's devastated them states, absolutely devastated because of the greed of human beings wanting money all over everything else. Wow. Nothing will, nothing will live for hundreds of years in parts of them states. Nothing.
0: Wow. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and coming on at such a short notice. Um, We really appreciate your information here. Um, uh, Wow, Terry, thank you so much. And we'll probably be calling you again because this is so informational. Uh, Do you have any last words before we let you go?
2: No, you're very welcome. But um, I'm just glad I can help in just a little tiny way.
0: Mm. Awesome. Well, that was Terry Lamb, Wendy. Uh, uh, well, he lives up in Cloquet now mm-hmm. with his wife, and uh, and he's uh, nose pipe fitting.
1: Former pipeliner. Yeah, yeah. That Unbelievable. Was,
0: that was really a great. Thanks segment. again, Terry. Yeah, that was great. So, hey, why don't we take a break? And up next, Nancy Bolio mm-hmm. with some updated information. We'll be we'll be right back from <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Pilots Progressive Party. Ah! Welcome back to Pilots Progressive Party. Hey, welcome back, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so blessed to have you as my wife and sidekick. I really appreciate you being on <laughs> wife and
1: sidekick. Or sidekick and wife. Which, sure. That's okay. funny. Nice. Terry was awesome. I I really we need to get him back on again mm-hmm. with more information about the details um, you know, of the pipeline. He gave us so many, so.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, we got on uh, the line right now is our our friend Nancy Bolio mm-hmm. who's a supreme warrior up in the yep, the deep she is. north. Mm-hmm. And I just want, I just think that line three information is so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ran out of guests, so I called Nancy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got Nancy on here and there's things going on up in the deep north. And I'd like a update. And Nancy is the co-host on Tuesday's show called Rock the Treaties Native Style. And she just does a great job up there. Um, she's basically the co-producer. She gets all the guests. But hey, welcome, Nancy.
3: Well, make which for having me. And, you know, Robert, when you said, you know, rock the treaties, um, you know, how we hold space in, in this Line Three movement, is uh, our phrase of the day is holding space treaty style because, you know, um, line three runs to 1855, 1854, and some of the Red Lake um, land as well. And, um, you know, we have a right to be here. We have a right to exist. And so the, the conversation I'm certain to have, starting to have is um, we see a lot of good things happening now in in the wake of, um, you know, um, sadly, you know, murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And we see good things happening on all kinds of different fronts. But yet our our Native people, we we continue to be unheard. And it's like, at what point in history um, are we going to be heard, especially when it comes to the line three? It's like, we're not being heard by Governor Walsh, you know, the PCA, the PUC. And just today, uh, we met with our Minnesota Chippewa Tribe Tribal Executive Committee.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And for people that don't know who they are, those are the six up north tribes, excluding Red Lake. And our Tribal Executive Committee consists of the chairman and the secretary treasurer of each tribe up north here and um well we've seen last week uh, on the 3rd, on December 3rd Governor Walz was served a letter on behalf of Minnesota Chippewa tribe opposing line Mm 3 and it was signed by Gary Frazier and um through it all Kevin Dupas the chairman of Fond du Lac where line 3 is being built right now Mm -hmm. um He said, I didn't agree to that, and I want a special meeting. So the TEC did have a special meeting, and um, they did invite the public, and we found out, just listening in the first part of it all, that, oh, um, this was a a matter of lack of communication. So they called it a human resource error, and that, because other people were, you know, up to par on this email that went out to Governor Walsh, but some of the people don't get the email until after it went. Oh, it was just a matter of, oh, you know, this is a lack of communication and, you know, too bad. And um, we're going to call it just that. We're not going to vote if we oppose line three. We're just going to say um, it was a lack of communication. Mm. Mr. we will take, we're going to rescind that opposition. Wow. So basically that letter for uh, the third has become null and void as of three o'clock today. There is no opposition um, on behalf of Minnesota Chippewa tribe.
0: Well, I know I, it's always gets the darkest before sunrise, but uh, it's pretty dark right now, Nancy.
3: Uh, it only gets darker, it seems. And, you know, uh, one of the questions I had is, you know, I had an opportunity to speak on the floor today. Well, actually Zoom. Um, but anyways, my question was to the president of the Tribal Executive Committee, as why do you guys not call out the governor on his government-to-government executive order 1924? Because mm-hmm. what we see is Earth is being neglected, Red Lake is being neglected, but most importantly whiter is part of Minnesota Chippewa Tribe, and why wouldn't the rest of the band's Stand up and say, we support white earth and their opposition. And whilst, where is our government-to-government relationship in all this? Mm-hmm. And out of all due respect, Robert, they mm-hmm. should also respect respect the Red Lake Nation's opposition and stand in solidarity. But what Ms. Shavers told us today, well, each tribe is individual. Mm. They can decide for themselves. That's not how our constitution is drafted.
4: Me me oh,
1: nope. Some technical difficulties here. Sorry, Nancy, just one second. Uh-huh. Are you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. Okay.
3: So,
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry. So
3: just prior to this, I, I didn't even get the first part of your show, Robert, because we had a Zoom meeting, our, our folks at Minnesota Chippewa Tribe, and um, we have to resist... On our side, line three, and so it makes it like a, this dual fight. We got a fight with the governor and and the PCA, and then we got our our, our failed leadership here in Minnesota, Chipotle And I'm going to say that out loud because that's what I do. I speak with you know honesty, and mm-hmm. um, they were up. Kevin Dupuis was upset because well, a lack of communication. No one spoke to me, and you know, one of the constituents says, "Well, now you know how it feels not to be." Part of the dialogue? Mm -hmm. Robert, we're never part of the dialogue. Never. We don't have a decision in this line three.
1: Yeah, it just sounds so convenient that there was an HR miscommunication. It's just, that's sickening, really.
0: Well, they can use us for votes, and they can tokenize our candidates and our our leaders. Um, But we stand tall, and I think uh, the wave is starting here. Uh, no line three. And uh, I think it's a informational thing that we're trying to do here on our show and Wendy and my show is get the information out of really what's going on up here. Mm-hmm. How the how how the media has manipulated this and is not uh, talking about this and really what's going on. I mean, I got a chance to go up to Fond du Lac for a few uh, for a little bit just to see what's what's happening. Um, and it's heartbreaking. The store the stories uh, the warriors up there that are, are are doing due diligence every day checking for stickers to make sure that these people have uh, have uh, take, took the right training at the very least
1: which we just learned today are just like to appease uh, everybody else um, it's kind of a pseudo training where they get a sticker so.
0: Well, there, there was, there was, uh, uh, Tishaya was, was in one of those videos, I guess, mm-hmm. talking about, uh, treaties in the MMIW. Okay. But you're right. I could sleep through it, right? And mm-hmm. just have your eyes closed during this video or whatever and get a sticker.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, right. And, you know, that's just. Like Wendy says, it's just enough to get them by. And, you know, the sad thing is, you know, I went to town kind of late evening last night, and what uh-huh. I noticed was um, a majority of our hotels are, uh, pretty much all of them are full with pipeliners that are filled to the capacity. And I got a, a phone call from uh, a Bemidji City Council member today, and um, the city council members, some of them are worried. We got a commissioner that's worried, and um, the thing is, we have traveling nurses to help with their COVID pandemic. The traveling nurses don't even, they can't find rooms to stay in when they come in to these different towns to help out because pipeliners planners here in Bemidji have taken them all. So we can't even meet the needs of COVID, but yet we're going to meet all the needs of, you know, Embridge and it's we forgot who we are, Robert. And, yeah. you know, we're not above nature. We are nature. So this is really disheartening and, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, politics a little earlier. Um, You know, what we're learning, Robert, you know, all that good stuff that we learned at Rock the Vote and, Mm -hmm. and how do you run for office, get all those tools, resources, and financial support, get campaign teams going and platforms and all the good things. I think as Native people, what I've learned with MN350 through Rock the Vote Native style I have to start applying my skills to the tribal side of the elections and mm-hmm. and we we need to run for office here in our own territories because these elected officials are not serving their purpose to protect us. And that's what's really disheartening and mm-hmm. one of the things I did mention today and I wanna just say it out loud because I feel, you know, the decisions that they're making again are go against us and here I just want to read a small part out of our Minnesota Chippewa tribe Mm -hmm. constitution. What people forget, like we're dual citizens, Robert. So we have our own constitution here in Mm -hmm. Minnesota Chippewa tribe and it's legal and binding, just like the other constitution. Well, here in our land ordinance, number three, it says, whereas the constitution of the Minnesota Chippewa tribe was adopted for the purpose of conserving and developing tribal resources and for, promoting the general welfare of the members of the tribe mm. that doesn't happen
0: mm-hmm. no no yeah
3: so, yeah, yeah we got to learn how to play that game and play it better
0: that's right
1: yeah i saw you live uh yesterday when you were looking at the hotel and all the different uh license plates from out of state uh and i actually mentioned that earlier on the show nancy so
0: yeah you're a warrior out yeah. there. We need yeah. you to be careful out yes, there because
1: please be careful, Nancy. Because you never know, right? Right. How people will react? Like, come out and say, "Why are you, you know, you know, recording this?" And you know, what are you doing? And you I don't know, know, I'm w- scary, Nancy. But it's interesting careful. today
0: when I, I watched our friend, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to say her name, but uh, confront uh, some Embridge people. And what she said was pretty much everyone's very respectful that works there and they're not Enbridge, they're workers and they're trying to feed their family too. Mm -hmm. But there was one person who wasn't. And those are the people that you don't know. And I mean, all seriousness, do you go home and kick the dog? I mean, are you one of those people that we really, really need to be careful about Mm -hmm. because of our MMIW Mm -hmm. uh, situation? Um so it, that was, that part was frightening to see his mm-hmm. contempt for this lady just asking, maybe in a loud way, but asking, where's your sticker? Mm-hmm. You can't be here if you don't have one of those stickers on your helmet that says that you've gone through the training. Right.
1: Yeah. And if, for those who don't know, the MMIW is the Murding, murdered, missing, indigenous women's task force. Right. And we
3: got to also be concerned about our two spirits and our, and mm-hmm. our other folks because there's, it's just not the women that are affected by mm-hmm. this. It's
0: the,
4: right. you
3: know, all people and that's maybe right. not just our people, you know, it could be someone else that just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time mm-hmm. and you know, that's what really broke my heart yesterday. We weren't given any warnings that our hotels were gonna fill up with all these out of staters and bring, you know, their drugs and alcohol and their their perverted sick minds and you know, and the possible uh, COVID you right. know, spread mm-hmm. it. it what are they doing afterwards? They're all crowded in the hotel. So, um, hotels, they don't have that air system like a hospital does. Mm-hmm. And if you're breathing COVID, it's probably going to spread throughout the rest of the hotel. It's not a secure place to be having a bunch of men in mm-hmm. every single room and going down the hallways and sharing common areas. It's really dangerous right now. And, I, and I'm just, just really disheartened by it. So, my call yesterday, the reason why I, I live said is, One, I wanted to be um, um, building awareness for our community to say, hey, there's man camps here right in town. Mm -hmm. Watch your relatives, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know you guys are a little worried about me. It's just um, I I guess sometimes I'm a little bit more fearless than I want to be, but Mm -hmm. I'm also – I don't let my guard down. I always watch my surroundings, and if I felt I was threatened, I would probably just go somewhere where I didn't feel threatened, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure I'm not being followed home. So, you know, I'm always looking over my shoulder, and I think some of my sisters that hang out with me, they're like, you're really attentive. It's like, you have to be especially mm-hmm. more so when the Pipeliners are in town, mm-hmm. regardless if you're just going to go shopping or whatever you're doing. you got to be careful now. So yeah. all of our relatives out there listening, um, pay attention. Don't let your kids out. Don't let your sister go to the store by herself because... Like Wendy says, it can just happen in a heartbeat, you
0: know? Absolutely. And it happens all the time. And I think, well, I'm going to, uh, we're going to leave it at this stance. But what I wanted to say is, um, you know, we're just talking about some other things, but even COVID, the way it's spread up there and the lack of hospitals, this is, uh, 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 you know, this is like, uh, you know, having the measles and giving out, uh, these are our blankets mm-hmm. that, they're, that the governor has sent up north.
3: Right. And that's when um, asked, we asked today, can you please tell the governor to stop during a pandemic? Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know what? To start the meeting today, they had condolences for a White Earth band member who's an elder who just passed
0: because mm-hmm.
3: yeah. COVID. Yeah. But yeah, they carry on like business as usual. And, you know, that's what really breaks our heart is like, doesn't an elder mean something to us? Damn right? they do. Absolutely. And how can business as usual be more important than our people in the in the positions they hold is gotta be worth something but it's not it's, it's people over profit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And or profit over people. Mm-hmm. I said that backwards, Robert. Oh, but, um, I didn't catch that. you know, I, before yeah, well that's because we he thinks on the mean. same wavelength as me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He thinks like me. So <laughs> but anyways, before we leave, tomorrow yes. we are gonna do action here in um, close to um, the Bagley area. It's a non arrestable um action we're going to stand in prayer and we're going to exercise our treaty rights. so if anybody wants to stand in solidarity with us they can go to rise coalition on facebook there is an event there on page explaining tomorrow and we're also going to stand in solidarity with the other um people out there making efforts to uh, aggressively stop this pipeline because we all have our certain parts in this movement. And here at Rise Coalition, our emphasis is to show up and exercise treaty rights. And there's going to be a point in time and it's not going to be that far out, Robert, where we're Mm -hmm. going to step it up as well. But right right now, we're just getting that praying out and and laying that foundation of um, holding our spaces in a good way. And then, we're going to roll up our sleeves, Robert. So good. you better strap those boots up and get up here pretty
0: soon. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be doing live radio from the deep north. Hey, Nancy, thank you for stopping in and give us a super duper update. Uh, really, I really, really appreciate it. You're listening to Pilots Progressive Party, and that was Nancy Bolio of Bemidji 350 and Rise. And I'm here with Wendy Pilot. We'll be right back after this short break.
4: each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, COVID cases are higher in number than ever before in our communities, making it more important to follow safety guidelines than ever before. Each individual choice we make will have widespread consequences for all of us. Being safe helps keep people out of the hospital. Help those around you by doing the following. Wear a mask and make sure your mask covers your mouth and nose. Social distance in public as best as you can. Get tested if you are possibly exposed to COVID. And stay home if you feel sick. Remember, our choices directly affect the health of our family, friends, and community. Free masks are available. Visit ramseycounty.us slash amaskforeveryone. This information guide is brought to you by Ramsey County and Ramsey County Investment and Support Efforts.
2: Hi, everybody out there in AM950 Radio Land. This is Paul Metza inviting you to listen to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour this weekend. You've seen him on MSNBC and CNN, but listen to him on the Wall of Power Radio Hour, Professor Richard Painter. He was the chief White House ethics lawyer in the George W. Bush administration from 2002 to 2007. And we've got him on my show, 6 p.m. Saturday night on AM 950. Keeping your home clean is essential to maintaining your health, now more than ever. Your carpet may not look too bad and still hold toxic amounts of germs, mold, and allergens. ZeroRes is the proven industry leader in removing contaminants, and ZeroRes keeps your home looking and feeling fresh and clean. Take advantage of the holiday special. Call 952-Zero-Res and ask for the AM950 special to get three rooms cleaned and sanitized for $129. That's 952-Zero-Res. Think your company's safe? Your staff is working from home, right? As I speak, cybercriminals are mounting attacks across the country. Remember, when we're weakest, cybercriminals attack. Hi Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide. It's yours free. Download our 5 steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion.
0: What a Welcome back to Pilot's Progressive Party. Well, Wendy, welcome back. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're wrangling that little puppy right there.
1: (laughs) Sitting on my lap as always. Yep.
0: Yeah, so we have like a a lot of people chiming in uh, on our Facebook Live, and we really, Mm -hmm. really appreciate you uh, listening. Uh, What a great show. Yeah. We like to talk about this great show. A lot After of good
1: information, really. Terry
0: was excellent. We've got to have him on again mm-hmm. uh, so we know more about pipelines. Yeah. There's a friend of mine who had a radio show uh, or has a radio show. It's on KFAI And uh, one of the guests he had on was like a mail carrier right when there was Tr- starting to destroy the mail mm. for the election mm-hmm. and so this kind of the same thing here because yep. uh, inside view and i thought wow that's really brilliant to mm-hmm. to have a worker and and uh maybe uh, uh anonymously tell mm-hmm. what's happening and uh he was right out there um, terry was right out there telling uh, his own experience because he worked in the pipeline field mm-hmm. in the 70s and 80s That's right
1: yeah Good going babe. and
0: then and then <laughs> and, and then nancy uh bolio who's always uh awesome and brings her truth and um is uh real articulate I'm and like, she's
1: right there she's on the yes, front line the so. deep north yep. the
0: deep north we got it so you know we've been on the air you and i uh since the first saturday of january three years ago hmm. so we're coming up um on our third anniversary in our fourth season, like mm-hmm. I like to make it seem longer, but the fourth season. But so we're excited. Um, we haven't really announced this. Wendy kind of did, but we'll, we'll, we're going to be going five days a week here in the first of the year and so we're really excited uh and then the weekends will play the best of native roots radio and so it'll be native roots radio all week mm-hmm. and Monday kind of back to our yep. back to our old roots yes. too than when we used to do the show totally live, live yeah. at, at at the studio
1: exactly because saturday uh if you you know those who w- listen uh to native roots radio it is a pre-recorded show Um, but we will be going live Monday through Friday um, every day from 6 p.m. to 7 Um, p.m. so we'll have different guests on each day talking about different uh, subjects Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it should be pretty fun and interesting.
0: Yeah well what we're really what we're really going to be doing we're going to add in some national people because Mm -hmm. we're expanding our not only daily here Mm -hmm. but not only our daily here, but um, we're going to be expanding our guests mm-hmm. and expanding all over Turtle Island. So mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting and yeah. really excited to to join mm-hmm. really full-fledged the AM950 family.
1: Yeah, exciting stuff.
0: Yeah. So, you know, how I see the show mm-hmm. is, you know, we have like Winona LaDuke on, Mary mm-hmm. Kunish, mm-hmm. Uh, Heather, he- Heather Keeler, uh, Ruth Buffalo, uh, Robert Lilith Lo- Mm-hmm. Lilligren, um people like that all over turtle island and just spread it out during the week mm-hmm. so people can not have to w- listen to a 2 hour show we can get little spurts of all their knowledge each day and yeah
1: uh, and they do have a lot of knowledge yeah, yeah so it's great
0: that, this has been a great journey i remember the old days when we uh, <laughs> used to uh maybe we should we should do this for old time's sake <laughs> this portion's brought to you by Hauling for wolves ho oh! Ooh, we're driving our our cat crazy but <laughs> so uh we're gonna be covering monday through friday mm-hmm. and and of course we do we're still gonna be doing the Sunday symposium, mm-hmm. but this line three thing mm-hmm. and then also we're gonna wow, that cat's really loud, wendy. <laughs> but we're going to be uh also really amplifying all the Native voices all over Turtle Island. And we'll mix it up, too, on Wednesdays. We are going to be doing a form of Native Roots Radio Pilots Progressive Party. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll be giving daily your mm-hmm. updates uh, of... of-
1: about animals yes. and little se- little s- short segments about uh, updates, so I'm excited about that
0: totally excited, and then we'll have Curtis on Fridays giving mm-hmm. up the what's happening, so it's all kind of coming yeah. together and yep. um,
1: we're getting ready and
0: we'll have uh, oglama she's going to be uh, live with us on via you know the internet mm-hmm. and in her own studio doing the news every day and mm-hmm. keeping us updated yeah uh, specifically with the news and um So we're excited to expand and, uh, really,
1: um, and we thank everybody, uh, who has given to the Patreon and who continues to the give to the Patreon. We really, really appreciate
0: That's Patreon slash native Ritz radio network. And, uh, people are still helping us out and it's it's really helping us, uh, really get the word out there because Mm -hmm. right now it is totally, uh, people need to hear what's going on Mm -hmm. truly. And we feel like we're a great conduit to, uh, yeah. to bring out the truth especially with line three but everything that's going on turtle island Absolutely. native, you know uh animal wise people mm-hmm. wise uh everything is sacred mm-hmm. so great show again wendy you're listening to pilots progressive party and tune in to native ritz radio this weekend one to three see you
2: Hazel's Northeast is back and offering some of the most creatively prepared comfort food you'll find. Delicious breakfast options include the slow-cooked brisket hash, chicken